Isle of Shadows a resourceful survivalist and a brilliant anthropologist find themselves stranded on an uncharted, lush tropical island. Unbeknownst to them, an unseen entity haunts the island, threatening their survival. Chapter 1, A Stranded Beginning The roar of the ocean was deafening as the massive waves crashed against the jagged rocks below. Amid the chaos, a solitary figure lay sprawled on the sandy beach, the tide lapping at his feet. This was James Adler, a man built like a fortress with hardened features sculpted by years of hard living and harsh realities. His eyes, a deep shade of hazel, were clouded with confusion and fear as he tried to make sense of his surroundings. A former Marine, James had seen his fair share of dangerous situations, but nothing had prepared him for this. James' mind raced back to the events that had led him to this predicament. He and Lana had set off on an anthropological expedition, Lana's eyes bright with excitement at the prospect of unearthing forgotten civilizations. Lana Turner, a brilliant anthropologist with a thirst for knowledge, was as different from James as day is from night. Where James was a man of action, honed by his military experience, Lana was a woman of intellect, fascinated by the mysteries of human cultures and civilizations. Yet, they were bound by a common goal, survival. Their ship, the Odyssey, had been caught in a terrible storm. The recollection of the once mighty ship being torn apart by the relentless waves sent a shiver down James' spine. He could still hear the screams of the crew, the crashing of the waves, and his desperate attempts to hold on to Lana as the ship was tossed around like a mere plaything in the hands of the furious ocean. And then, nothing. Blackness had enveloped him. Groaning, James pushed himself up, wincing at the pain that shot through his body. He looked around, his trained eyes quickly taking in the landscape. Towering trees with lush green foliage stretched as far as the eye could see, their tops disappearing into the heavy, cloudy sky. The air was thick with the smell of damp earth mixed with the salty tang of the sea. This was not the bustling, civilized world they were used to. This was a wild, untamed land that followed its own rules. As he scanned the area, he felt a knot of dread in his stomach. Lana was nowhere in sight. Forcing his aching body into action, James began exploring the island, shouting Lana's name. His heart pounded in his chest as he navigated through the dense undergrowth, the eerie silence of the island only broken by his calls and the rustling of leaves under his feet. His marine training kicked in, transforming the confused survivor into a focused, determined rescue mission leader. As night began to descend, James found a sheltered enclave beneath a massive tree. With no sign of Lana and the threats of the foreign environment closing in, he knew he would need to rest and regain his strength for the trials that were undoubtedly ahead. His last thought before sleep claimed him was a silent promise to Lana, wherever she was, I will find you. Thus, against the backdrop of an uncharted tropical island teeming with unknown dangers, began the struggle of two individuals, drawing on their strengths, fighting their fears, and driven by a resolve to survive the Isle of Shadows. Chapter 2, Into the Wilderness As dawn broke, the gritty taste of salt and the rhythmic lullaby of the waves served as a stark reminder of their predicament. Their clothes, heavy with brine, clung to them like a second skin, chafing and uncomfortable. Lana Turner could see the fatigue etched into James Adler's face, but there was a determination in his eyes that reassured her. The first order of business was survival, they needed water, food, and a safe place for shelter. James, with his marine home survival skills, took the lead. He began to explain to Lana the basic principles of survival in the wilderness as they ventured into the lush, unfamiliar jungle. The vegetation surrounding them was dense and vibrant, humming with life. The air, heavy with the scent of earth and foliage, was a stark contrast to the sterile offices Lana was used to. They searched for edible plants, using Lana's knowledge of botany, alongside James's practical experience. Together, they managed to gather a collection of palm hearts, coconuts, and a variety of edible berries. While scouring for food, they also collected large, sturdy leaves to catch rainwater, a trick James learned during his time in the Marines. They constructed makeshift containers, positioning them strategically to maximize water collection. 
The island teemed with wildlife, a kaleidoscope of creatures Lana had only seen in textbooks. During their search for food, they encountered an array of birds with feathers that painted a rainbow in the sky. They also stumbled upon a family of curious lemurs, their eyes large, and their movements brisk and jittery. The sight brought a temporary smile to Lana's face, a moment of beauty amid their grim circumstances. However, not all encounters were benign. Once, a rustling alerted them to a serpent coiled on a tree branch, its scales glistening in the sun, a vivid reminder of the dangers lurking in the shadows. The sight sent a chill down Lana's spine, but James remained calm, leading them away without causing the serpent to strike. As the day wore on, they turned their attention to shelter. They needed a safe place to rest, hidden from potential predators. A copse of dense trees near a freshwater stream presented a prime location. James instructed Lana to gather large palm fronds while he set about constructing a basic lean-to. The work was back-breaking, and Lana's hands were raw and blistered, but she didn't complain. The thought of a safe place to sleep spurred her on. By the time the sun started to dip below the horizon, painting the sky with hues of orange and pink, they had a rudimentary shelter that would protect them from the elements. Exhausted but satisfied, they huddled close as the temperature dropped, their bodies craving rest after the day's ordeal. Their first day in the wilderness was a test of endurance and ingenuity. As night fell, the nocturnal symphony of the island wildlife was a constant reminder of their situation. They were strangers in a land that didn't belong to them, but they were determined to survive. Despite their fear, there was a glimmer of hope. They were not alone, they had each other. And together, they drifted off to sleep, their dreams filled with the hope of rescue as they braced themselves for what was to come. Chapter 3, Echoes of the Past The tropical sun beat down on James and Lana as they made their way deeper into the heart of the island. The dense foliage, initially a magnificent spectacle of nature's bounty, had now become an unending maze that seemed to consume all sense of direction. James, with his military-honed instincts, led the way, hacking through the underbrush with a sharpened stick, while Lana followed closely behind. Just as exhaustion began to creep in, the jungle opened up to reveal a spectacle that took their breath away. Nestled amidst a clearing, the remains of ancient stone structures stood hauntingly beautiful. Their once grandeur, though faded by time, was still evident in their intricate carvings and impressive architecture. The site was a stark reminder of the island's enigmatic past. Lana's eyes sparkled with excitement as she quickly moved towards the ruins, her earlier fatigue forgotten. Armed with nothing more than her keen anthropological knowledge and a small makeshift knife, she began to meticulously examine the structures. The ruins, though heavily weathered, bore telltale signs of a once-thriving civilization. The remnants of what appeared to be homes, temples, and possibly a marketplace hinted at a structured society that not only survived but thrived in this seemingly inhospitable wilderness. James watched Lana with a mixture of amusement and admiration. Her enthusiasm was contagious, and he couldn't help but observe the ruins with newfound interest. Together, they started to sift through the rubble and decay, unearthing fragments of pottery, broken tools, and even remnants of a strange script etched into stone tablets. Each artifact a piece of the puzzle that was this island's past. The discovery of the ruins and its artifacts rekindled Lana's academic zeal. She started formulating hypotheses, eager to decode the island's history. She theorized that the island might have been inhabited by a civilization that had a high degree of knowledge about its environment. They had managed to master survival on an island teeming with dangers. The intricate carvings and symbols on the artifacts hinted at a rich cultural heritage and perhaps even a written language. As the day gave way to night, they set up camp amidst the ruins. James kept a watchful eye for any dangers, while Lana, illuminated by the soft glow of their fire, studied the artifacts with unrelenting focus. But the island, shrouded in its timeless mystery, remained silent, the echoes of its past whispering in the ruins. Their discovery raised more questions than answers. Who were these people? What led to their downfall? 
And more importantly, were they truly alone, or did something of that ancient civilization still linger, hidden in the shadows of this uncharted island? As they settled in for the night, the mysteries of their new home loomed larger. Little did they know that they were not just uncovering the history of the island, but also setting the stage for their own survival story. Chapter 4 The unseen terror the sun had set, and the once vibrant island now lay shrouded in an eerie darkness. James and Lana had set up a rudimentary camp near a small stream, using large leaves and branches to construct a temporary shelter. As they huddled around a small fire James had managed to ignite, the first whispers of the island's darker side started to stir. It began with a low hum, almost imperceptible, a cacophonous symphony of sounds that seemed to ebb and flow with the island's own life force. Did you hear that? Lana asked, her eyes wide in the firelight, darting across the dense jungle surrounding them. A mix of curiosity and fear tinged her voice. James, his back to the fire and eyes on the darkness, nodded. It's probably just the wind, or some nocturnal creature, he said, gripping the makeshift spear he'd fashioned from a sturdy branch earlier. Over the next few hours, the unexplained noises continued to manifest. The whispering rustle of leaves even when the air was still. The distant, low growl of an unidentified creature. The quick, darting shadows that danced at the edge of their campfire's light. Their island paradise was transforming into a haunted haven, setting their nerves on edge. The fire crackled, casting long, dancing shadows on the trees, making the jungle seem alive and watching. Each snap of a twig, each rustle of leaves amplified their senses. And then, the fire flickered out. The once comforting glow was replaced by the harsh, cold light of the moon. Their camp was now shrouded in a dim, ghostly pallor. An icy breeze picked up, sending a shiver down Lana's spine, her breath hitching. James, Lana whispered, her voice trembling. I see it, came his hushed reply. Just beyond the edge of their camp, two luminous eyes stared at them from the darkness. They watched, unmoving, unblinking. The sight was chilling, and their hearts pounded in their chests. The unseen terror had revealed a hint of itself. With a roar that echoed through the jungle, the entity lunged out of the darkness. Its form was indistinct, a roiling mass of shadows that seemed to absorb the moonlight. It moved with a primal, terrifying grace, its roar a deafening cry that seemed to shake the very ground beneath them. Lana screamed, scrabbling back in the dirt, her eyes wide with terror. James stood his ground, spear in hand, his body tense for a fight. The unseen entity halted its attack just at the edge of their camp. Its eyes seemed to burn in the darkness, full of wild anger and fear. And then, as suddenly as it had come, it retreated, disappearing back into the dense undergrowth of the jungle. The silence that followed was deafening. James and Lana were left staring into the dark, their hearts pounding. Their first encounter with the unseen entity was over, but the fear it instilled was just beginning. Their fight for survival had taken on a whole new dimension. Tonight, the Isle of Shadows had shown them its teeth, and the real test of their survival was yet to come. Chapter 5, Survival Strategies The first light of dawn painted the eastern sky in delicate hues of pink and orange as James awoke from a restless sleep. He looked over to Lana, who lay curled up on her side, the soft rise and fall of her back suggesting she was still deep in sleep. He sighed and rose slowly, careful not to disturb her, his eyes scanning the quiet wilderness around them. For the past few days, they had turned a small cave they'd discovered in the dense jungle into their temporary home. It was a necessity, a safe harbor against the island's unpredictable weather, its exotic and sometimes dangerous wildlife, and the unseen entity whose presence had become a chilling reality. With Lana still sleeping, James decided to start his day. He had quickly realized that maintaining a routine, rudimentary as it was, gave them a semblance of normalcy and control in this chaotic situation. He started with a light workout, pushing his body through rigorous sets of push-ups, sit-ups, and squats, a ritual that helped him stay physically ready for the challenges the island might throw at them. After his exercise, he would go foraging for food. 
The island, with its lush vegetation, provided them with a variety of fruits and berries, and the occasional hunt yielded small game. Today, he returned with wild berries and a small rabbit, its life claimed by an improvised snare he had set up near a burrow. Meanwhile, Lana, having woken up, busied herself with their makeshift campfire. She used a fire drill, a technique she had learned from James. The friction of the spindle against the fireboard finally produced a spark, and the small kindling caught fire. She watched the flames dance for a moment, the warmth spreading around their small camp, a beacon of safety amidst the vast uncertainty of the wilderness. After breakfast, Lana turned her attention to the ancient carvings that adorned certain cave walls. The carvings were intricate and varied, some depicting humanoid figures, others strange symbols and patterns that resisted easy interpretation. Lana, with her background in anthropology, was fascinated and driven to understand these remnants of an enigmatic past. She'd taken to sketching the carvings in a notebook salvaged from the wreckage of their ship. It was a painstaking process, but she felt it was their best chance to understand the island's history and perhaps even the nature of the unseen entity that haunted them. As she traced the strange symbols, her mind teeming with theories and conjectures, James approached with a makeshift spear, a long, sturdy branch sharpened at one end and fire hardened. It was crude, but it was a tool, a weapon, evidence of their resilience, their refusal to surrender to their circumstances. The day wore on, marked by many such small triumphs and steady progress. Despite the odds, they were surviving, adapting, and learning. And as the sun made its descent, painting the sky with a blazing array of colors, James and Lana sat by their campfire, their bodies weary but spirits undeterred. They shared stories, theories, and even fleeting smiles, their bond growing stronger with each passing day. Their survival strategies were taking shape, blending James's practical skills with Lana's intellectual prowess. They were still far from safety, but they had hope, and in the echoing silence of the wilderness, hope was their most potent weapon. Chapter 6 The Phantom Strikes The nocturnal stillness of the island was shattered by a cacophony of ear-splitting roars and shrieks. The suddenness of the din jolted James and Lana from their slumber, their hearts pounding against their ribs. The torch they had left burning outside their makeshift shelter flickered and danced, casting erratic shadows on the canvas of their tent. What was that? Lana whispered, her voice trembling with palpable fear. I don't know, but we need to move. Now. James' voice was tense, his survival instincts kicking into high gear. Without another word, he began hastily gathering their few possessions, a small first aid kit, a handmade map of the island, and their makeshift weapons. The chilling sound echoed through the night again, closer this time and followed by the rustling of trees and crunching of undergrowth. Whatever it was, it was heading their way. Panic bloomed in their hearts, but they knew they had to remain silent to avoid attracting attention. The unseen entity, the phantom they had come to dread, had launched its attack. With their scant supplies bundled up, they slipped out of their shelter and began to move, as silently as possible, further into the dense jungle. Their hearts pounded in their chests like war drums, threatening to drown out the sounds of the creature that stalked them. The heat of the chase was oppressive. The underbrush whipped against their skin, scratching and tearing at their clothing. Their bare feet were tortured by the uneven terrain, but they pushed onward, driven by adrenaline and terror. The moon, hanging low in the sky, was their only source of light, its beams filtering through the canopy to create a patchwork of shadows on the jungle floor. Every rustle of leaves, every snap of a twig, sent waves of anxiety coursing through them. They could hear the phantom's guttural growls in the distance, growing louder and more frequent as it pursued them. Suddenly, a loud crash echoed through the night, followed by an angry, piercing roar. James and Lana turned to see their camp engulfed in flames. Their shelter, the fruit of their labor over the last days, was now a raging inferno, their supplies a feast for the flames. The loss was a severe blow to their morale, but there was no time to mourn it. Survival was the only thing that mattered now. With a last look at their burning camp, they continued their desperate flight into the heart of the jungle. 
Their bodies were screaming in protest, their minds clouded with fear, but they clung to each other, refusing to give in to despair. The hours stretched into an eternity, their flight seeming to last forever. Gradually, the roars and crashes grew fainter, and the island night returned to its usual symphony of insects and nocturnal animals. They had escaped the phantom's wrath, for now. Exhausted, panting, and with the dawn breaking, they finally stopped. They were deep in the jungle, far from their decimated camp, surrounded by unfamiliar foliage. We, we made it, Lana panted out, leaning against a tree for support. James nodded, his gaze scanning their new surroundings. We did. But we've lost everything. We'll need to start from scratch. The realization of their predicament set in. They had escaped with their lives but at a high cost. As dawn broke over the Isle of Shadows, they prepared to face a new day of survival, their resolve hardened by the night's ordeal. Chapter 7, A Ray of Hope The jungle was dense, and the sun had set a while back, plunging James and Lana into a world of eerie shadows and chilling sounds. Their hearts pounded in sync with the unsteady rhythm of the nocturnal creatures as they trudged through the undergrowth. A recent attack from the unseen entity had forced them to abandon the relative safety of their beach shelter. They were now adrift in the darkness, searching for a new place to call home. Their salvation came in the form of a hidden cave system, almost invisible to the untrained eye. It was James who spotted it first, his survival instincts picking up the faint trace of a pathway barely discernible among the thick foliage. As they ventured inside, the cool, damp air of the caves greeted them, providing a welcome respite from the humid jungle outside. The caves were extensive, winding deep into the island's heart, their silent walls echoing with the secrets of a forgotten past. As their eyes adjusted to the dim light, they noticed the walls were not merely stone but adorned with intricate carvings. The spectacle left Lana breathless. The anthropologist in her reveled at this significant find, her heart beating wildly with a mix of excitement and curiosity. With their makeshift torches casting flickering shadows on the walls, they began exploring the carvings. There were depictions of the island's flora and fauna, scenes of everyday life, and more ominously, illustrations of what seemed to be their unseen tormentor, a figure shrouded in darkness, inspiring both fear and reverence. As they delved deeper into the caves, Lana's mind raced, putting together pieces of the cryptic puzzle. The island, it seemed, had once been home to a thriving civilization, presumably wiped out by some calamity. The entity, she hypothesized, could very well be its last survivor, a guardian of the fallen civilization, now seen only as a phantom. James, despite his initial skepticism, found himself drawn into Lana's theories. He had seen enough on the battlefield to know that sometimes, reality could be stranger than fiction. If Lana was right, then they were not merely survivors stranded on an island but accidental intruders in a land haunted by a past that refused to die. As they huddled together in the cave, James and Lana found a glimmer of hope in their grim situation. Understanding their foe, they realized, was a crucial step towards surviving it. The caves were more than a sanctuary, they were a window into the island's past, a beacon guiding them through their darkest hour. They had come looking for shelter but found something far more valuable, knowledge. It was then that they realized, the real battle for survival had just begun. Chapter 8, Unveiling the Phantom The cave was more than just a shelter, it was a gateway to the island's past. Its walls were adorned with carvings that echoed stories of a forgotten civilization, a civilization that was possibly obliterated by an unidentified catastrophe. Lana, with her wide-eyed curiosity, was drawn to these silent narratives like a moth to a flame. Their relevance to their current predicament had become strikingly apparent. The carvings resembled a form of hieroglyphs, each symbol depicting an event or a deity. Some were familiar from the ruins they had discovered earlier, while others were cryptic, their meanings elusive. Lana's anthropological instincts kicked in, her academic background serving as a beacon in this daunting task. She documented the symbols, sketching them in her diary, cross-referencing them with the few texts she remembered from her studies. 
James watched, his role in this intellectual puzzle limited. His survival instincts and muscle memory had been their lifeboat on this island. Now, however, they were navigating the deep waters of the island's history, and Lana was their captain. He admired her determination and spirit, those blue eyes alight with fascination under the dim glow of their makeshift torch. Days turned into nights, and nights into days, as Lana tirelessly worked to decipher the texts. James took on the traditional survival responsibilities, food, water, maintaining the fire, and keeping an eye out for any signs of the phantom. One evening, as James returned from his usual foraging trip, he found Lana sitting cross-legged, her diary filled with sketches sprawled around her. The usual spark in her eyes seemed brighter. James, she called out, I think I've figured it out. According to Lana's translation, the island's civilization worshipped a deity that was a protector of the island, a guardian spirit that lived on even after the civilization met its untimely end. James, Lana whispered, her voice trembling with realization, I think the phantom, it's not a creature. It's the guardian spirit. It's been protecting the island, just as it was meant to. The news was a revelation and a relief. They were not dealing with a malicious beast but instead a protector, a guardian whose territory had been intruded upon. Their fear, while not entirely dissipated, was now accompanied by an understanding, a respect for the unseen entity. Fueled by this newfound knowledge, they decided to attempt communication. Lana believed that the phantom was not innately hostile, its attacks were defensive, not predatory. But how does one communicate with a guardian spirit? They weren't entirely sure, but they were willing to try. Lana suggested using the island's ancient language, the same language she had spent days deciphering. The next morning, armed with colored stones, they set out to the beach. In the golden light of the dawn, they drew out large symbols in the sand, the symbol for peace, for friendship, and a request for cohabitation. As they finished, they looked out into the vast expanse of the ocean, the waves lapping at their feet, carrying their message to the depths of the island. There was a renewed sense of hope, a sliver of light at the end of their ordeal. They didn't know if their attempt would yield any results, but for the first time since they had been marooned, they felt they were not alone in their struggle for survival. Chapter 8 marked a shift in their island narrative. The Phantom was no longer a faceless terror. It was the last thread linking the island to its glorious past, a guardian who bore the weight of a civilization long lost. If Lana's deductions were right, their survival now hinged on a paradox, befriending the very entity they feared. Chapter 9, Communicating with the Phantom in the safety of their newfound shelter, the cave system that echoed with ancient whispers, James and Lana began formulating a plan. Their lantern, a makeshift creation of coconut oil and twisted vines, flickered and danced against the intricate carvings on the cave walls. Their faces were marked with lines of exhaustion and worry, but in their eyes sparked a glimmer of hope, they had a plan. Their initial attempts at communication were crude, they started by mimicking the sounds they had heard in the night. James, with his deep voice, tried to mimic the guttural growls while Lana attempted the high-pitched wails. They practiced during the day, the strange noises reverberating off the cave walls, a stark contrast to the twittering of birds and the rustle of leaves outside. Days turned into nights and back into days again, but all they were met with was silence. Yet, they persevered, their determination unwavering. In the meantime, Lana kept studying the cave carvings. She had started to recognize repeated symbols and patterns, and while she couldn't decipher their exact meaning, she had a feeling they were vital. Night after night, she traced her fingers over the ancient etchings, her mind working to piece together the language of the island's former inhabitants. One day, as James was practicing the sounds, Lana noticed a carving that resembled a figure with its hand extended in a universal gesture of peace. An idea sparked in her mind. She excitedly explained it to James, and instead of just making sounds, they decided to incorporate gestures into their communication attempts. The next encounter with the Phantom came sooner than they expected. The entity moved in the shadows just outside their cave. James and Lana stilled themselves. 
Lana stepped forward, mimicking the gesture she'd seen on the cave wall. James joined in, their voices harmonizing as they replicated the sounds they had practiced. The entity stilled, its ominous presence lingering in the shadows. Days passed with the same routine. Each encounter with the phantom was met with their sounds and gestures, each time less hostile than the last. Tension started to ebb away from their interactions, replaced with a strange sense of understanding. They felt it, the phantom was starting to recognize their attempts at peaceful communication. One evening, during a confrontation, they noticed a change. The entity's movements were less threatening, its sounds less terrifying. Lana, emboldened, extended her hands, mimicking the peace gesture once more. For a moment, everything was silent. Then, in the soft rustle of the island wind, they heard it, a sound, not of aggression, but of what seemed like acceptance. Relief washed over them, bathing them in a sense of newfound security. Their attempts, it seemed, had been successful. Their constant companion, the spectre that had once been a source of fear, had now become something they could coexist with. They had negotiated a trinity, Lana, James, and the Phantom, each understanding their place on the once foreboding Isle of Shadows. That night, for the first time since their unfortunate arrival, they slept soundly, their dreams unhaunted by the fear of the unseen. Their hearts were lighter and their hopes stronger. They had communicated with the Phantom, and it had accepted their presence. The island wasn't just a place of mystery and fear anymore, it was becoming a home. As they drifted into sleep, the island noises serenaded them, a lullaby of survival and resilience amidst the shadows. And so, life carried on in the heart of the unknown. The days were still challenging, and the nights still mysterious, but they were no longer prisoners of fear. They had communicated with the phantom of the island, negotiated a truce, and found a sense of security they had only dreamed of before. Little did they know, their island ordeal was far from over, and many more trials awaited them in the chapters yet to unfold. Chapter 10, Surviving Together The morning sun bathed the island in a soft golden light, the calmness of the day in stark contrast to their recent ordeals. James and Lana had managed not only to survive but also to negotiate a truce with the island's phantom, an entity that turned out to be the tormented guardian of this ancient land. They were now using this moment of respite to fortify their position and improve their chances of survival. James, ever the survivalist, was focused on securing their basic needs. He had identified several edible plant species and was working on expanding their food sources, setting up a small area for a vegetable patch near their cave shelter. He also rigged up several traps around the island, hoping to catch some small game. In addition to food, water was a critical resource. James had discovered a fresh spring, and he developed a system to collect and store the water using large leaves and hollow bamboo tubes. He was also experimenting with creating a basic filtration system using sand, charcoal, and stones. On the other hand, Lana was leveraging her anthropological knowledge to improve their living conditions. She'd discovered carvings that showed how the ancient inhabitants had made use of the island's resources. By studying these carvings and trial and error, she had managed to create a rudimentary pottery kiln, enabling them to make containers for storage and cooking. The days were hard, filled with relentless work, but they found solace in the sense of purpose their tasks provided and the growing bond between them. As they depended on each other for survival, they learned more about each other's strengths, weaknesses, joys, and fears. They had nightly fireside conversations where they shared stories of their past, their dreams, and their hopes for the future. James, the hardened ex-Marine, found himself opening up and revealing aspects of his past that he'd never shared with anyone. He spoke of his troubled childhood, his years in the military, and the guilt he carried for those he couldn't save. Listening empathetically, Lana offered comfort and understanding, helping James face his demons. He admired her strength and resilience, her ability to see hope where he saw despair, and began to perceive her not just as a partner in survival but as a beacon in his life. Lana, on the other hand, was drawn to James's unwavering courage and determination. 
His resourcefulness and will to survive inspired her, and his vulnerable moments showed her a side of him that was deeply human and endearing. She found herself falling for him, although she kept her feelings to herself, unsure of his response. As the days turned into weeks, their feelings for each other grew. Their shared experiences, the intimate confessions, and the constant companionship in the face of adversity sparked a deep connection between them. The romantic tension was palpable, and their glances became more lingering, their touches more meaningful. By the end of the chapter, their relationship had morphed from being mere survival partners to potential life partners. They had not only managed to survive on the island but also found love and companionship in each other. However, the confession of these feelings was a moment they were yet to experience, a pivotal point that would shape the course of their relationship and their survival on the island. Chapter 11, A Beacon of Rescue The morning light filtered through the dense foliage, casting dappled shadows over James and Lana. They had survived another night on the island, the morning sun an acknowledgement of their resilience. Their existence, once threatened by the unseen entity, had now become a delicate balance between survival and their newfound truce with the phantom of the island. James's mind was a whirlwind of thoughts, a strategic machination of survival that never ceased. He had been racking his brain for a way out of the island, and finally, inspiration struck with the dawn. Looking at Lana, he said, we need to make a signal, something significant enough to catch the attention of any passing vessel. Lana nodded, her eyes holding the gleam of hope. They spent the day gathering materials. Wood for burning, rocks to shape into an SOS signal, and leaves to create more smoke. By sundown, they had a towering pyre ready on the beach, visible from all angles. As darkness fell, they set the pyre alight. The flames leaped high, reaching towards the starry sky like a beacon calling out into the vast, dark ocean. Days turned into nights, and the cycle repeated. Every morning, they would rebuild the pyre, and every night, they would ignite it, hoping for a miracle. The waiting was the hardest part. The uncertainty gnawed at them, whispering insidious doubts into their ears. Still, they clung to hope, clinging to each other as an anchor in the storm. Life on the island continued. They maintained their survival routines, fishing for their meals, collecting fresh water, and keeping a watchful eye on their surroundings. The phantoms seemed to be honoring their truce, and for that, they were grateful. James and Lana grew closer during these days of waiting, their bond deepening with every shared laugh, shared silence, and shared fear. Then, one day, as Lana was replenishing their firewood stock, she saw it. A distant speck on the horizon. She squinted against the glare of the sun, her heart pounding in her chest. Was it, could it be, a ship? She ran towards James, her shouts a mix of excitement and disbelief. James followed her gaze, his eyes narrowing as he spotted the distant silhouette. It was hard to make out, but it was definitely larger than any bird or cloud. It was a ship. Their distress signal had worked. Relief washed over him like a wave, making his knees buckle. Lana had the same reaction, and they held each other, laughing and crying simultaneously. Their beacon of rescue had been spotted. Help was on the way. They were going to escape the Isle of Shadows. The island that had been their prison was about to become a part of their past. Little did they know, the island had changed them, their ordeal carving indelible marks on their souls. But that was a realization for another day. For now, they celebrated their impending rescue, their hearts overflowing with joy and relief. Chapter 12, Escape from the Isle of Shadows The morning sun cast long shadows on the island, a stark contrast to the moonlit terror they had experienced nights before. Today was different. Today was their day of escape. The distant hum of an engine echoed through the lush vegetation, growing louder with each passing moment. James's trained ears picked up the sound first, his body stiffening in anticipation, eyes scanning the horizon. Lana followed his gaze, her heart pounding in sync with the rhythmic drone. As the rescue ship approached, it was as if the island itself held its breath, the jungle and its creatures falling eerily silent. The rescue operation was meticulously coordinated. 
a small lifeboat was dispatched from the ship, chopping through the crystal clear waters towards the beach. As it neared the shore, James and Lana could make out the silhouettes of the crew, waving and shouting over the roar of the engine. Upon their arrival, the couple was met with a flurry of activity. Medics checked their vitals, expressing shock and concern at their condition. Lana, her heart still pounding, clung to James as they were helped aboard the lifeboat. As they looked back, they saw the island shrinking in the distance, a shadowy, green mass that had been their entire world for an indeterminable time. Leaving the island was a bittersweet ordeal. The island had tested them, pushed them to their limits, and it had changed them. But it was also on this island that they had both discovered strength they didn't know they possessed. They had faced their deepest fears, survived, and found each other. A part of them would always belong to the island and the entity that haunted it. As the rescue ship sailed away, James squeezed Lana's hand reassuringly. She turned to him, her eyes reflecting the emotions churning within. They were free, yet the echoes of their past would always linger. That night, under the soft glow of cabin lights, they leaned against each other, sharing whispered memories of their ordeal. The terror of the unseen entity, the grueling days of survival, the mystery of the island's past, it all felt like a surreal dream. With the comfort of civilization around them, it was hard to believe they had endured such hardship. They talked long into the night, their shared experience binding them together, creating a bond stronger than any they had known. James, the hardened survivalist, had learned to open his heart once more, to care, to love. He had confronted his past demons, his guilt, and had come out stronger. Lana, the sheltered academic, had faced her fears, braved the harsh realities of survival, and had grown stronger for it. In the end, they realized they had not merely survived the island, they had triumphed over it. They took solace in the fact that they were not the same individuals who had washed ashore on the Isle of Shadows. They had evolved, they had grown, they had survived, together. As the rescue ship sailed towards civilization, the Isle of Shadows became a mere silhouette against the golden sunrise. The island, once a foreboding place of terror, was now a symbol of their endurance, their love, and their survival. It was their story of courage and transformation, and it was one they would carry with them forever. Epilogue their eyes, once innocent and untouched, now held a hardened gleam, a reflection of the ordeal they had weathered. James and Lana, forever changed and branded by their island misadventure, now stood arm in arm on the asphalt of the city they once called home. The towering buildings and ceaseless chatter of civilization seemed far removed from the serene isolation of the island. Yet, as the hum of city life buzzed around them, an unspoken understanding passed between their shared glance. Their clothes were no longer ragged and their bodies showed no overt signs of their trials, but beneath the surface, the invisible scars remained. Yet, these scars were not just a reminder of the pain they endured, but also of the resilience they discovered in themselves and each other. Their bond, created amidst palm trees and ocean waves, was sturdier than the strongest ship's mast. Forged in the crucible of survival, their connection was a testament to the human spirit, reminding them of the raw strength they possessed, the courage they exhibited, and the love they found in adversity. They knew that the island had altered them in ways they could not revert. It had taken pieces of their old selves and replaced them with something new, something undeniably stronger. As they navigated through the concrete jungle, the island's echo followed them, whispering tales of their survival in their ears. They understood that the city, with all its complexities and demands, was simply another kind of wilderness they would have to survive. But they weren't afraid. They had weathered the storm once, they could do it again. The island had been an unexpected chapter in their lives, one filled with deprivations and revelations. Now, as they stepped onto the bustling streets, they turn a new page, ready to pen a fresh chapter, one born out of the strength of their indomitable bond. This chapter would be different, though. It would not be about survival, but about thriving, not about fear, but about embracing life with an open heart, a heart that had known despair yet chose to love, and love deeply.
James and Lana, survivors, warriors, lovers, began their new journey, carrying with them not just the memories of a treacherous island, but the unbroken bond that had become their guiding star. And as the city lights shone on their faces, they knew they were home. Not the home they had left, but the one they had found in each other. For them, their home was no longer a place, but a person, and a shared promise, a promise of unwavering support, enduring love, and an unrelenting will to overcome any adversity that life might throw their way.